Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, hello everyone. How are we doing it today? I just got a little too close to the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, where am I? Where am I at here? Where? What am I doing? Where am I going? What am I wanting to say? I shit, I don't know. Ah, uh, I know. All I know is I'd rather be drinking. How about you? It's Friday, and it is the what is it? Twenty seventh. Yeah, twenty seventh of uh, I think it is of July. Is it twenty? Yeah, twenty seventh. And it's hotter than blazes in in the central uh, Missouri area, and I'm staying inside. I'm staying inside, and hoping hoping that Ameren doesn't run out of electricity. I know we're cold fired and we're running the we're we're destroying the world, but I tell you what, folks, I don't want to live like it's the 1800s. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do that. I don't want anything to do with that. If it has to do, if I have to give up something and I have to give up, if they give me a choice and just say, okay, you have a choice. You can give the, you can give up the internet and all your streaming services, or you can give up air conditioning. I'll opt to give up the internet. I swear to God, as opposed to air conditioning. I don't like being hot and sweaty and, and, and uncomfortable. I don't know about you. Now, now, you know, Barack Obama traveled to Africa during the, you know, his presidency and basically told everybody in Africa, you know, you know, you guys can't have air conditioning. We can. So we need to save the planet. So just live with it. Well, I got news for you. I don't want to do that. And if I have to hold hostages in order to do it, I want air conditioning. It's that simple. And I'm not talking about uh, air conditioning where it's 62 degrees in the house. I'm just talking about comfortable and being comfortable these days. I don't know about the rest of you, but being comfortable is very expensive right now. It's very expensive. Uh, Electricity rates have gone through the roof. I think our last month's bill for, we don't have that huge of a home, over $300. I can't imagine what it's like for some of these mansions that are around. I really can't. I'm thinking about just shutting everything down and going into one room like I did when I was a kid. I mean, that's, that's how far we've progressed in this world. You know, we, we, we can't even keep our, 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 our surroundings comfortable anymore because we either have to do that or figure out how we're going to eat. You know, I mean, it's not quite that bad, but you know what I'm getting at. There's a lot of people like that. Uh, where was I going with all this? Oh, yes. I just wanted to make sure that we're clear on this because I, 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 know, uh, I know you've all dealt with this at some point or another. I got to tell you, the federal government is horrible. They are absolutely the worst of the worst on the planet. People who work for the federal government are there for a reason, because they fit right into that cog of stupidity. They are the worst of the worst. You cannot get anything done with the federal government. Do not attempt it. Do not try it. They are extortionists. They take money from you and I, and they spend it not wisely. You name me one, one thing the federal government has been good at. One that you can think off the top of your head. You name me something they have not taken and screwed up. Okay. They screw up everything they touch. I heard a saying one time and I can't, I think it was Gar Vidal. Gar Vidal may have said it. He said, 
you put the, the federal government in charge of the sand in the Sahara Desert, and in five years, there would be a shortage of sand. And I firmly believe that's true. This, this federal government that we have right now does not serve the American people. It doesn't. It holds them hostage. It treats them like scum. And it is so inefficient. And I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But I had to get this off my chest. I really did. They are the worst of the worst, led by the dumbest of the dumb. And if you look at any of our politicians who are currently in office right now, you don't have to look very far. Look at the top one. We've got a befuddled old geezer in charge who was no good at anything he ever did in his entire life. The federal government does not create anything. We do realize that, right? They, they are one of the largest users of, a, of, of energy, of gas, of you name it. Anytime you bring up a, a natural resource and you say, who's the, who's the biggest user of this? It's almost inevitably, uh, and without exception, the federal government. And what do they create with that? Absolutely nothing. They create nothing with the money we give them. They give it away. They piss it away. They steal it. They, they hide it. They extort it. They, they give it to uh, uh, warlords in order to make deals so that they can make more money. It's all self-serving. There's nothing good the federal government does. And I know some people will say, well, what about the FAA or, or uh, uh, the poison control and all that? I, I, those are, those are, are exceptions possibly to that rule. But you ask anybody that's in the FAA right now, that is a screwed up uh, technologically behind, behind the, uh, the, the, uh, the curve uh, admit, uh, you know, corporate, not corporation, but, but entity. It really is. I mean, they're still using pencil and paper in a lot of these, uh, uh control towers and the near, the near misses that you don't hear about on the ground and in the air. It's unbelievable. We are due for a huge airline disaster of some kind. So be careful, be careful. Think about that before the next time you travel. I mean, you're being led by children. It, 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 because everybody's retiring. All the people that know what they're doing are retiring. They are. They've had it. They're like me. They've had it with this. They've had it with being taught, being, being, being uh, instructed and bossed around by children. I, for, an inst for instance, just for, and I know I'm on a roll here, and I, it really does piss me off because I went up, my grandson is taking a trip overseas next year, so he's, uh, he just turned 16. And he has a passport. We got it back in 2011. So it's, 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 it's on the verge of being uh, uh, needing to be renewed anyway. So I think it needs to be renewed in, in uh, November. Okay. So I thought, okay, I get to jump on this. He's not traveling until June of next year. And he doesn't want to go with us anywhere overseas. So, um, or, you know, to Mexico, whatever. Point is, we needed to get it done. And I know that because, because we're such an efficient uh, government, an efficient entity that if you, if you apply for a, a passport now, instead of a month, it's, it's, they say it could be two months, three months. They don't really know. They don't really care. They don't care. So anyway, we're going to try and get this done. So I said, okay, I found out that the uh, library here in town, uh, you can actually apply, you know, get your passport there. I said, okay, cool. So I thought I, you know, I roused him out of bed 
uh, you know, it's summer vacation. So I roused him out of bed about two o'clock in the afternoon. And we go, we go up to the, we go up to the, uh, to the library and we walk in and naturally I get a girl, big, big, big glasses, sweet little thing. Looked like she was 12 years old. Now I know, I know I'm 63. So everybody looks like they're young. No, no, no. I know the difference. I know, but I know the difference between somebody in their mid thirties and somebody who just got out of high school. Okay. This girl is maybe a year out of high school. And I tell her my story. I need to renew a, a, a passport for my grandson. He's going to be traveling next year. What all do we need to do? I had the passport in my hand. I had my birth certificate or his birth certificate in my hand. I thought, okay, we'll get through this. Well, she said, I'll get you the forms you need to fill out. Okay, fine. So she gives me the forms. And then I said, okay, and then what we do, where we get a picture taken and everything. Oh, no, you can't do that here. What do you mean I can't do it here? You said you, it says on the sign that you do passports. Yeah, that's for the original filing. We don't do renewals. Don't do renewals. Now, I know this is not federal government's fault. This is partially the library's fault. They don't do renewals. Okay, so I, I said, <laughs> I said, so where do I, okay, I got to fill this out. I said, what's the advantage then of doing this? She said, well, you don't have to do it. You can do it by mail. That's the advantage. I get to, I get to put the forms together. And mind you, I put these forms together, his birth certificate, a uh, 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 statement of uh, guardianship, uh, four or five other things. I put these together five years ago when I got the passport originally. Why do I have to do that again? Well, that's just the rules. Just the rules. State Department of the United States makes rules like that. Yeah, so the passport I've got serves no purpose in getting the next passport that I need. I, I, it, it is, it's like running through a maze in one of those, uh, the funny house at the, at the carnival or, or any an amusement park. It's like, it's like running into mirrors. That it, it, it was unbelievable. It was like a maze. I couldn't believe it. So I said, okay, so, so I need to get a picture taken. Where do I get a picture taken? Oh, well, you can have it done at Walgreens or you can go to the uh, post office in, uh, in a nearby town. I said, I'd rather be, the only way you get me into a post office to do anything is by gunpoint at gunpoint, because I'm not going in there. I said, so, okay, so Walgreens it is. So, all right. So I take the, I take the, uh, uh, the paperwork and out the door we go. And I told my grandson, he goes, he actually said to me, he goes, you were right. This wasn't going to work. I said, yeah, I know it. I down deep down inside. I knew it wasn't going to work because it's the federal government. Nothing the federal government does works be it social security, be it Medicare, it's all a ruse. It's a con. It all is. Now, social security and, and Medicare, they work fine if you fill out the mountain of paperwork and you go through the process and do everything correct, dot every I, cross every T, then you, it might work out. Problem is they're going broke. Now, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? That's the federal government. So nonetheless, back to my story. I go home, start looking through the paperwork. It specifically states on there. <laughs> and I couldn't believe this when it says, if you, if you received your uh, passport prior to age 16, you will have to, you will have to uh, apply for a brand new one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Would have been nice if you'd have told me that, hon. It would have. So I go right back up there. I get back in the car. I drive back up there. I said, and this time, fortunately, Fortunately for me, the little 12-year-old was busy doing something else, and I actually got a woman who's got a little gray hair, okay? And she helped me walk me through it. 
doesn't take any, uh, uh, it doesn't relieve the federal government of any liability here, believe me, because they're the ones that caused this mess. But nonetheless, she explained it to me a little bit better because she's got a little experience, because she knows what she's talking about. She's probably done it before, okay? So long story short, we gotta go through the entire process once again. We gotta make an appointment with them, go up there, sit down with them. We gotta walk through the process, have all the paperwork, and I guarantee you what, I, I won't have all of it that they need. I, that happened the last time, and we gotta have, here's the part that kills me. Here's the part that kills me. Let me, let me stop here. You have to, you can't have a copy of anything, okay? Now, mind you, we're letting, we're letting immigrant, uh, illegal, illegal immigrants cross the southern border at will right now. At will. That's what we're doing. But I, as a tax-paying American citizen, somebody who's put in 45 years in the workforce, contributed to society, I have to prove that I had, I have to bring in an embossed, the original embossed documents of all of this crap. Not a copy, none of that. But we can let Mexicans come across and, and South Americans and Central Americans and Haitians and God knows what come across that border down there. And they don't have to do anything. Willy-nilly, they got a piece of paper that says, hey, well, I'm supposed to be here. And I'll see you in four years for my hearing that I'll never show up to. That's the kind of mentality that just, I, I tell you, the federal government, has been broke for 50 years minimum. And, it, and it's gotten to the point now where it's, it, it, it's absolutely a disgrace. I, I mean, I love my country, but I despise and hate my government. I really do. They serve absolutely no purpose. So nonetheless, I got to go back through this whole process again. Pay the fees, pay, pay whatever, sit here and wait for them to, to pat me on the head and tell me it's going to be okay. I despise the federal government. I do. I do. So. Having said that, I'm going to move on to this next thing. UPS settled with the Teamsters, the uh, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, the IPT. And I don't know if you've seen the, the settlement, but the Teamsters basically got everything they wanted. Okay. And I think that's a wonderful thing for America. I think it tells you that the working man got a, he got a pat on the back that day. He did. Now, now, it did, uh, did UPS want this to happen? Of course not. They'd hope they hoped the Teamsters would cave. But I tell you what, the Sean O'Brien that's the head of the Teamsters right now, he's a pretty sharp cookie. I don't think I don't think they've gotten to him yet. And and fortunately for the UPS drivers and the Teamsters and the part timers, that's a good thing. Now in five years it may change completely. All I know is Jimmy Hoffa Jimmy Hoffa Jr. was a snake in the grass. He was. He sold these people down this down this down the river. And I think they're they're gaining some of this back. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, for one thing, I used to be a, a UPS driver, so it gives me a little bit of satisfaction. Plus, it helps me as far as my pension is concerned, because that means there will be people continuing to pay into that to that fund at some level. Um, but here's the thing. I, I'm reading a, an article right now. It's uh, Fox Business, okay? And it says, UPS Teamsters deal threatens to keep inflation elevated. Okay. It says UPS Teamster agreement risks keeping inflation uncomfortably high. It says UPS and Teamsters reached a deal on Tuesday to avert a potential catastrophic strike, but the new five-year contract between the two sides also threatens to keep inflation abnormally high. <laughs> 
It says the concern now is that the pay increases included in the deal risk creating a wage price spiral in which prices march higher and workers demand additional compensation in order to keep pace. That in turn can push prices even higher as companies look to offset the steeper labor costs. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I looked up the gal that wrote this, okay? Her name, let's see, where is it here? I canceled it, right? That was real smart. Yeah, okay. Her name is Megan Henney, okay? She's she's a Fox Business uh, reporter. Yeah, she looks like she's 12 years old, okay? She joined Fox in 2017. That was a whole six years ago. So I, I tell you, it's people like this. She lives in Baltimore, Maryland. She's probably, she was a graduate from Penn State University with a BA in both political science and print journalism. And she had a minor in history. I'm real impressed with her. She looks like she just got out of the third grade. I'm serious. That pisses me off when somebody does this. She's writing an article about something. She has absolutely no idea what she's talking about. She has no idea what she's talking about. Her, her premise may be right. She may be right. It may cause a spiral in, in, uh, in uh, inflation. But that isn't the point. 340,000 people got what they deserved. And this little nitwit, this, I'm sure she went to Penn State. Uh, she's a Pittsburgh native. Well, who gives a rat's ass? She graduated from Penn State University. Guarantee you mommy and daddy got money. What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet mommy and daddy got money? Yeah, that would be my guess. You don't go to Penn State. Uh, that's not a, a community college, okay? And she's a little redhead, and she got a big smile on her face, and she doesn't know jack shit about what she's talking about or why things took place and what this means to families out there. I, she's probably not even married, probably doesn't have any children. This is what's wrong with America today. I was talking to a friend of mine. He owned a, uh, he owned a, uh, a daycare uh, business in, in, in the city I live in, in the town I live in. He was regulated by people from the state. And I'm telling, when I talk about government, I'm talking about local, state, federal, you name it. Anything that's, that's based on, on uh, 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 government at any level is horrible. They're terrible. They're inefficient. They're, they're complete idiots. He said that he had people down coming and regulating his business who, one, had never owned a business of their own, and two, did not have any children. Okay. Never worked at a daycare. Didn't have a clue what they were talking about. All they did was enforce the stupid rules that the state government put down. And most of those rules were probably written by some nitwit wearing a tie that had some pencil neck, uh, 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 bean counter that had no idea what he was talking about. That's what's wrong with things today. You don't ask people who are actually doing the work on the, on the ground. That's what's wrong. It's, it's little nitwits like this, this Megan Henney that don't know what they're talking about, writing articles like this and working for big, big places like this, like Fox News, business news. I wouldn't listen to Fox anymore. I tell you what, you listen to any of these people anymore, any of these stations, any, any of these, these mainstream media outlets, you're wasting your time. They're being run by 10-year-olds. They really are. They're being run by people with no experience. And I know the only way you can get experience is to do the job. I fully understand that. I fully understand that. That's the only way you get better. It truly is. 
That's the only way you get better is you have to do it. But you can't make overriding statements like this, assuming that you're correct. That's not true. That's not true. This little girl doesn't know what she's talking about. The little girl was yesterday that I talked to at the library didn't know what she was talking about. And believe me, everybody listening to this show right now knows what I'm talking about. You have dealt with teeny boppers who haven't got a clue and they've been put in pos positions of power and they are clueless, clueless. Speaking of that, moving along to something else. Well, it's actually in addition to this, but KJP. Katrina Jean-Pierre, okay? This is a perfect example of being put into a position you're not qualified for. She, she could quite possibly be the one of the very few humans on planet Earth who, despite doing her job over and over again, has never gotten any better at it. You know, you take the dumbest person you've ever met. Think of them. Get a mental picture of this. The dumbest person you know, the most incompetent moron you can pick out in your in your memory. Okay. And you give him a job. Let's say it's sweeping the floor or, or cleaning windows or any number of things. It could be the most menial task you can think of. Have him do it. He's the first day he's not be, gonna be very good at it, right? Give him a week, give him 10 days. He will get better at what he does. You know that as well as I do. It, it's inevitable. You will get better at what you do. You always do. Repetition, it, it doesn't matter what it is. You will get better. Except for Jean-Pierre. Katrina Jean-Pierre, whatever the hell her name is. KJP. Only person I've ever seen that can't get better at the job they do every day. And, it, it, and that is because she is an idiot. A moron. They put her there to take the heat. I don't know how anybody even bothers asking, why even bother asking this woman a question? Yeah, but that's, that's a perfect example of it. And it's people like that that are running this country right now. They're in charge of departments of, of uh, hell, they got a lot of them on the cabinet. Look at, look at, look at Buda Giggity Giggity, the, the uh, transportation uh, secretary. You think he's getting, you think he got involved in this UPS Teamster strike? No, he didn't, he didn't touch that. He's more worried about whether or not he's going to get time off to spend with his twins and his, and his husband. Yeah. Another complete and total moron. He looks, he's, again, he's one of those beta males. Well, he's homosexual to begin with, so I mean, I'm not expecting much here. But he's a straight line from his earlobe down to his ankle. He's got no shoulders. He's a nitwit. He's a weakling. That's, what, that's what's running this country now. Look, look at, look at the, uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, Attorney General, same thing, a weakling. We have no heroes anymore in our world, none. Donald Trump's as close as you're going to get. And, I, and again, I'm, I was never a big fan of his from, at the beginning, but he's all we got. Think about it. He's the only thing we've got. We have no heroes. There are none. Nobody's going to come, ri come riding in on a white horse and save the day. They're not. They're all weaklings. We have a, a dysfunctional, complicated, uh, embarrassing government we've got now. It is. It's terrible. No one, they never do anything for anyone. Nothing. Nothing. No, I, we, and believe me, at the end of the day, the people in power, the people behind the scenes, the, and I'm not talking about the Bidens. I mean, I'm talking about people 
two or three layers from that who are in charge of this whole show. The deep state. Okay. That's who we're talking about here. That's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the people you see on TV every day. They're just following orders. That's all they're doing. Joe Biden doesn't have a clue what he's doing. He never has. Since he foot, since he first foot, you know, sets foot in the Senate uh, chamber, the first day he was showed up from work, he was dumber than he was the day before. It, it, it really, it's true. Those aren't the people that are in charge. It's the deep state that's in charge. You think the deep state gives a gives a royal rat's ass about Hunter Biden? They don't care. They don't care. You think they care about transgenders? They don't care about that. Black Lives Matters. They don't care if any. There are no lives that matter to these people. They just don't. You know what they operate on? They operate on chaos. Chaos creates opportunity for them. It does. It allows them to move money back and forth, to gobble up uh, real estate and uh, natural resources, you know, steal and and pillage, you know, and kill. Yeah, yeah, that's what they want. They they do not benefit if everybody's getting along. They just don't. You think the riots from the '60s that was just grassroots riots? No, of course not. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was the deep state. They started those. They they. They hired people. They they pushed them out. They they created that mess because without chaos, they people watch them without chaos. Without chaos, they're 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 restricted to what they can do. They really are. They're restricted to what they can do. But if you've got chaos and everybody's at each other's throats, uh, we're distracted. We don't care about any of this. They can get away with murder, and that's what they're doing right now. That's what they're doing. You think this this deal with uh, Hunter Biden was a? It's a distraction. That's all it is. The deep state has had it with 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 uh, Joe Biden and that family. They re- they really have. They're they're gonna they're gonna hopefully. Now I could be wrong on this, but I think I think they're actually they were just sitting there one day and they said, you know, they had their hand on their heads and going, I've had it with this guy. I've had it. We we put this guy in office. His son's a complete moron. He's a moron. His son's a degenerate. He's 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 a he's a scab on the butt of society. He, he he's we didn't know that. We should have done our homework. We didn't know this guy was this bad. Leaves a laptop so that everybody can so it can be released to the public, basically. Oh, come on. We gotta get rid of this guy. We gotta get him and we gotta get rid of him quick. And I think, I think now I could be wrong on this. It could go one of two ways, obviously. They're either going after him or they're going to give him a sweetheart deal. Uh, it'll be a slap on the wrist. It'll be a little bit more of a slap on the wrist he was going to get before. I don't know. I don't know. The jury is still out on that one. I was surprised that they turned this and, and the judge stopped this whole thing in the first place. So it is possible that I think uh, it is possible that the deep state has had enough of this, this, this clown and his whole family. Okay. I think maybe they're going to throw Joe under the bus too. I could be wrong on that. And maybe, maybe it may go, it may go that way. I certainly hope it does, but I certainly believe at some level they've had it with these people. They really have. Yeah. Now what happens? It's, it's anybody's guess. It could go either way. Um, but if, if he does in fact go down, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to, if it was you or me to owe back taxes for two years, 
and owed hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. Believe me, that would not be a misdemeanor for me or you. If we got if we got caught with a gun and we were using drugs at the time, you know, we're not going to go away with a with a slap on the wrist. You know, there's an old I, I've read this before and it, it makes perfect. There's a great analogy: a spider web catches the flies, right? It doesn't catch the wasps. It just doesn't. And that's what's going on here right now. These are wasps. These are the these are the powerful people. They're all idiots in my book. They're all degenerates. They're all deranged in my book. But nonetheless, they're still they're still wasps, and they will escape. They'll get a little on them. They may stop for a minute, and then they'll fight their way out, and away they go. But you and me, the flies, we're caught in that web, and we're not getting out. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Uh, he had what was, I think, an obvious stroke the other day. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the video of it, but I've seen, my mother had a, uh, a stroke like this. It's called a TAI. It's called a transient ischemic, uh, attack, I believe is what it's called. It's, it, you know, it's an ATI. It's, it's, it's basically a mini stroke. And I'm pretty sure McConnell had one right on live TV. And, uh, I, my guess is he's had them before. I mean, he just stared out in space for a good 30 seconds. He was slowly walked off by, you know, people with their arms around him, and he's staring out in space like he has absolutely no idea where he's at or what the hell he's doing there. Yeah, and this is the same guy that had bruises to his face. He had things on his hand. He's fallen numerous times. And that will happen, folks. It really will when you're a 3,000-year-old vampire, okay? This guy's as old as dirt, and he needs to be out of the Senate. He does. Problem is, you'll replace him with somebody that's just even worse. And that's that's the other thing I wanted to get at. You know, people say, well, you know, we need to get rid of Biden, you know, impeach him, get him out of here. <clears throat> Folks, there's 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 a lesson I learned uh, during my working career. When you say that, the next guy could be even worse. So be careful what you wish for, because I've never I've never seen it fail that when somebody says, well, it couldn't be any worse. Yeah, you want to bet because it can. And most often, more often than not, it is. So let's say we get rid of Joe Biden. You end up with Cackle and Kamala for a little while. And then something happens. We end up with, with uh, 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 Gavin Newsom as the president of the United States. You want worse? That's worse. This guy, I saw him on, his, uh, I saw him on MSNBC talking to the little redhead that used to be the spokesperson for the White House. I can't remember what her name is. I used to call her Pippi, Lo Pippi Longstocking, but Gavin Newsom had had the audacity and the balls to say that anything happening in California right now, uh, the homeless, uh, you know, uh, energy crisis, all that, it's all a figment of basically of uh, the, the right wing's uh, imagination. That's what he said. He said that with a straight face. It was basically just all made up. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, they're all making it up. It's not like that in California. Well, that's funny. Tell that to the, you know... I don't know, 150,000 in, in, in uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco that are homeless. Yeah. I've seen video of downtown Saint, or San Francisco. There's, stores are closed for blocks. Uh, these, these cities are going to implode, and that's a whole other story. But anyway, getting back to McConnell, he's a, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I honestly thought this morning I was going to wake up and find out that he had, he had passed away in, uh, uh, overnight. And believe me, there'd be no, no tears from me. Just because you die doesn't mean you're not an asshole, okay? That guy's a jerk. He's always been a jerk. 
um, far back as I can remember. So, you know, K Sirak, Sirah, if he goes, I really don't care. There'd be no, no, uh, there'd be no uh, weeping on my part. And speaking of that, uh, Sinead O'Connor died, uh, I believe, yesterday. She was uh, 54, I believe. And uh, again, uh, no tears uh, uh, wept here. No, no, no tears here. Uh, she was a lunatic, by the way. I never cared for her at all. I didn't. I didn't like her politics. I didn't like her her uh, attitude. I didn't like the way she did. She did anything. So as far as I'm concerned, they act like this was some big deal. She was some great star. I hadn't heard about her in years. Who cares? Who cares? Everybody dies. What are you going to do about it? And like I said, just because you died doesn't mean you weren't a jerk. Okay. I've been to many, many funerals and people there were sad and all that. And I'm thinking, this is nonsense. Half these people hated this guy. What do, what do we care? Okay. Just because you die doesn't mean you're not a jerk. All right. Well, and then let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, yes. Yellow Freight. I'm going to give you a little heads up here. Little heads up here. Yellow Freight will go bankrupt July 31st from what, everything I'm reading and everything I'm hearing from the, uh, from the trades, from people who in, in the trucking business. They say that they will go, they will go belly up on July 31st. That'll be the last day that they'll, they'll be in business. They're going to file for chapter, I don't know if it's 7 or 11 uh, bankruptcy, but they're not going to be, they're going to have to sell off their assets. There's no doubt about it. And here's the thing I wanted to make clear on this. This has been going on for about 20 years. Uh, let's see. The Great Recession didn't help them. But prior to that, now what I mean by that is 2008, 2009. Prior to that, Yellow was in a lot of trouble. It's always been in a lot of trouble. It's been mismanaged from the beginning. Uh, it used to be a great, a great company. I mean, it's been around since 1923. It's one of the first truck lines to ever ever uh, uh, operate in the United States. One of the biggest, one of, uh, this was a mega carrier. It was huge back in the 70s and 80s. There was no competing with these people. They were that big. That was a great job to have, great benefits, uh, but it dropped off. And again, it started being run by a second generation of people who didn't know what they were doing. And it's, it, it, is, it is nothing but mismanaged and it's nothing but a, a disaster for, for the, for the, uh, uh, the trucking industry. They, I, there's going to be chaos for a couple of weeks. I don't know what they're going to do. They, they handled like 12% of the freight in the United States. That's a lot. And this is LTL. This isn't truckload. This is, this is one skid here, one skid there, five skids there, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something. It's going to affect the economy at some level. Uh, but here's the thing. And you're going to hear this more, and I've, I've read it. They, they, they're blaming the Teamsters, okay? They're blaming the Teamsters. They say the Teamsters, if the Teamsters had just worked with us and let us reset some of our working, uh, uh, not schedules, but, uh, oh, shoot. They wanted to, they wanted to re, uh, reconfigure their work. Uh, it's hard to explain. Yellow owns several smaller truck lines, okay? And they wanted to convert those and put those all into under one uh, big umbrella, which was fine. But the problem was a lot of these guys were going to suffer. The workers are going to suffer because of that, of that union, you know, putting that all together. And the Teamsters said, no, we're not doing that. You, had not, you haven't paid. They owe, they owe the Teamsters $1.3 billion in, uh, in benefits. 
and, and for health and welfare. This is for this is for over 10 year, 10, 12 year period. A billion dollars, over a billion dollars. And now they missed their payment in, in June, which was uh, 50 million. They couldn't make that deal. So the Teamsters said, hey, we'll give you another month to figure things out. And then, and because we're not going to strike on Monday. They didn't strike on Monday, which I thought was, was, was uh, very kind of them. They said, we'll give you 30 more days to come up with the money. And what they're going to do is they're going to go bankrupt instead. That's it. And the thing I'm getting at is they're going to blame the Teamsters. They're saying if they'd have gone along with this uh, reconstruction or reorganization that we wanted, that we would be able, we would be viable and we'd still, we'd be able to survive this. Now that's not true. And, and everybody out there is going to blame the unions for the, the downfall of yellow freight. And that is a mistake. That is, that is nothing but nonsense because explain to me how it's possible for United Parcel Service operating with the Teamsters from almost the very get-go when they were, in, you know, not really that, but it, it's close. They've always been a Teamster organized uh, a group. They made $14 billion last year. How come, how come Yellow can't do that? Okay, so don't, don't, don't throw that at me. Don't, I don't want to hear that. And don't accept it as some kind of an excuse when you hear people talk about it. That's not true. If UPS can do it, Yellow could too. UPS is a very well-run organization. I couldn't stand working there. They had morons, but they had more smart people than they had morons. So apparently Yellow was not capable of that. They must have had all morons. The only thing I can figure out because it was management that put this company under and it will be management that will probably suffer in, in the long run. They're going to have to jump ship. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to go out and try and get a job in the freight business if, I, if they knew I worked for Yellow Freight because they, they basically torpedoed that, that whole company. It'd be like that... Uh, uh, what that gal that drove uh, Bud Light, uh, that brand into the ground. Good luck going out and getting a job in that same field. Yeah, that's the same thing here. So anyway, that's all I got today. I I, I rambled quite quite a bit. Uh, we're gonna come back with some of the news. I want to talk about that, but uh, uh, I appreciate you listening and uh, let me bend your ear because somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody's got to do it. So. Uh, thank you for my time on the couch. It was very uh, therapeutic. And uh, we'll see you again. Okay, we'll be right back with the news. If you think he's crazy, then what do we consider the rest of the world? You're listening to The Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, we're back. And I got to talk about Trump right now. He's endorsing the RNC's early voting and ballot harvesting strategy for 2024. Now, I kind of like this because here's the rule. Here's the rule. You got to learn how to cheat better than the other guy. That's what this all boils down to. And I think it's good that he's doing this. Uh, and, and is it good for democracy? Probably not. But at the end of the day, I don't want these guys winning because they of shenanigans and some kind of uh, underhanded dealing they're doing. So he's right. He, he endorses it. Uh, they're talking about the Republican National Committee launched the Bank Your Vote campaign on June 8th to encourage Republicans to vote before Election Day, which includes efforts to increase absentee voting, early in-person voting, and ballot harvesting, where absentee votes are collected in moss and deposited in election offices in states where the practice is legal. Trump endorsed the strategy in a video published on Wednesday. It's, he said, the RNC is leading the fight to help secure your vote in 2024. They're fighting bad Democratic laws or Dem Democrat laws, putting folks on the ground to serve as poll workers and to poll watchers and engaging attorneys to monitor every step of the voting process. 
Go to your go to bankyourvote.com and sign up and commit to voting early. Trump says in the 43 second video, posted on Twitter. So I, I'm with him. You got to learn how to cheat better than these people. That's that's what you have to do. Because if they're going to cheat, it's like it's like using steroids in baseball. Do I blame Mark McGuire for using steroids? Of course not. It was the only way he comp could compete. My biggest bitch with uh, Mark McGuire in that case is the fact that he didn't come out and admit it. Say, so, yeah, the only way I could compete with Sammy Sosa was to take steroids because he was doing it too. Absolutely. Does that make it right? No, it just makes it a fact. So moving right along, we've got, uh, what else here? Oh yeah, McConnell, that was funny. I, I'm not gonna talk about that one any longer. Uh, so yeah, here's the conditions. It says, we've got the, the details of Hunter Biden's new conditions of release. Okay, so it says, following Wednesday's anything but expected outcome while standing before U.S. Judge, District Judge uh, Mary Ellen Noriek, Norika, I guess, Hunter Biden received new conditions of release after he pled not guilty to tax and firearm charges. He previously expected to plead guilty to in order to receive a slap on the wrist sweetheart deal from prosecutors. Now, here's the thing I don't understand. You're, you were going to plead guilty to this, okay? So you were saying, yeah, I did do that. And I'm going to take my my uh, my punishment, and everything will be fine. Now we're gonna, we're now we're pleading not guilty. I didn't I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could go back and say, oh, second thought, nope, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, no, it's weird. So <clears throat> here are the conditions of his release. Uh, number one, the defendant must not violate federal, state, or local law while on release. Well, I'm sure he can't do that. So there's one strike against him. Uh, the defendant must cooperate in the collection of a DNA sample if it is authorized by the U.S. government. So they want a DNA sample if they need one. Uh, the defendant must advise the court or the pretrial pre services offices or supervising officer in writing before making any change of residence or telephone number. So that means he has to stay at the White House now and keep the same phone number. Yes. Do you think Mr. Hunter Biden, the most deceitful degenerate you've ever seen in your life will be able to keep that that promise i seriously doubt it uh let's see number four the defendant must appear in court as required and if convicted must surrender surrender as directed to serve a sentence that the court may impose well that kind of goes without saying i don't even know why you got to put that one in there uh let's see number five the defendant must sign an appearance bond if ordered Okay, in addition to these conditions, the judge also ordered the Hunter Biden to submit to supervision by the and report for supervision to the Central District of California. Continue or actively seek employment. This is the one that killed me. They're going to make this degenerate, this piece of garbage, this stuff off the bottom of your shoe that you scrape off. They're going to make him get a job. That is hilarious. I love it. And to communicate in writing all international travel plans and provide supporting documentation if requested. Now, if that doesn't sound tough enough for a degenerate like this, let me, get, let me fill you in on this one. What's more, Hunter is prohibited from possessing a firearm, a destructive device, or other weapon. Using alcohol at all and using or unlawfully possessing a narcotic, drug, or other controlled substance unless subscribed, prescribed by a licensed medical practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, do you think this idiot's going to be able to do that? Now, will it be enforced? I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt it. They're going to look the other way on this one. Sounds great. Sounds great. But he's not going to be able to do any of these things. So should be interesting to see how this all plays out. It really does. I have no answers in this. I know I've gone back and forth when I've been talking about this, because on the one hand, I think maybe that the deep state's going to do something. And on the other hand, I think they're just going to walk away from it. I, I do. I, 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 I have this terrible feeling in the back of my mind that uh, we're going to be very severely disappointed. Ah, uh, let's see here. Oh, here's a good one. Jill Biden's ex-husband says the Biden family, crime family, is very dangerous and has targeted him for 30 years. Oh, my God. You ought to read this, folks. He was told by the, I guess by Jill's, what was it here? Frankie Biden of the Biden crime family came up to me and he says, give her the house or you're going to have some serious problems. I looked at Frankie and I said, are you threatening me? And needless to say, about two months later, my brother and I were indicted for that tax charge for $8,200. They came after him. They used the Department of Justice and the, any kind of Department of Justice, be it state or local or federal, to go after these people. Yeah, th these people are not nice. Not nice at any level. And that's her, you know, naturally her ex-husband, I would take that with a grain of salt. I've been married twice. We had our issues, my wives and I. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't talk that bad about him. I really wouldn't. Not after a few years. This must have been very serious what was going on here. I feel sorry for this guy. I really do. Now, mind you, uh, Jill Biden was having an affair with Joe Biden while he was, she was still married to this guy, too. While she, while she was babysitting for uh, Joe Biden, while she was babysitting, uh, what was it, Hunter and uh, Bo. She was having an affair with uh, Joe Biden while he was still married to his wife. So, yeah, that's the kind of people you've got. And speaking of that, we've got Claire McCaskill, who, by the way, is probably one of the most disappointing uh, politicians in the state of Missouri. Missouri. She is just absolutely one of the most horrible. She really is. I'm embarrassed to say she's from Missouri. But she's claiming that Republicans want to impeach Biden for loving his son. Get this. She's trying to pull the sympathy card. Well, he, he's just defending him because he loves his son so much. Oh, my God. I cannot stand. She was actually on, what was it? Oh, the two-tier justice. That's what the little redhead, again, from uh, used to be the uh, um, uh, spokesman for the White House. MSNBC. Yeah. Two-tier justice is the, uh, uh, I think that's the name of the show. Eh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to listen to it because it's disgusting. Yeah. Claire McCaskill, one of the most corrupt politicians in the state of Missouri. It, it, she really is. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, a two tier justice system, charges were dropped against dim mega, mega donor Sam Bankman Freed. You know, the guy that, um, oh, what was it? What did he, what did he do? It was that company, FTX. Remember that? Remember that? The cryptocurrency exchange, the FTX, where billions of dollars are lost. Yeah, yeah. They're letting this guy skate on, uh, they're letting this guy skate. They, char they dropped the charges against him. Yeah, for, for uh, campaign finance. Uh, Two-tiered system. See, he's another, he's not the wasp, but he's, wasps, he knows the wasps. That's how he got out of that deal. Yeah, what a, what a piece of crap. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, yeah. Trump's lead over DeSantis grows 10 points in two weeks. Yeah. DeSantis needs to just, just forget about this. It's not going to work. He's polling right now at 18%. And Trump's polling at 54%. This is a waste of time. And I will give you the, the, the rundown of the rest of the people in this race, if you haven't seen it. This is a, a political polls, uh, 2024 National Republican primary. Trump's sitting at 54%. That's pretty hefty. DeSantis is at 18. That's 36 points less. Ramaswamy, he, he may actually end up beating DeSantis in this. He's at 6% right now. Pence is at three. Uh, Nikki Haley's at three. Scott's at three. And Fatso Christie from New Jersey, he's at 1%. And Serays and Bergman, Elder, Hutchison, and Hurd are all at 0%. These people, this, this is a waste of time. Trump's going to be the nominee, whether he's behind bars or not. It's not going to matter. Yeah, unless, unless, and this is one I want to, I would like to do a whole show on, unless McCarthy allows the Democrats to file and pass a bill that says that Trump cannot run for president because of his indictments. And I think that may happen. So we'll see. Ah, Ramaswamy, he says that Trump was excellent, but America first doesn't belong to him. That's just nonsense anyway. I like Ramaswamy. I think, he, I think he's a very smart guy. Uh, he's like the Indian version of Trump. Uh, he says, so America first, it doesn't belong to Trump. He added, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the people of this country. That's the character with which I'm running in this race. And I think that's probably going to make it very difficult for other candidates to attack me. So that's basically just, you know, uh, campaign rhetoric. But, you know, he, he's right to some degree. You know, he's right to some degree. Uh, let's see. I believe that's it, guys. That's all I wanted to talk about today. I got 40, 50 minutes in. I hope I didn't bore you too much. I, I, I get a little fired up on a few things, especially when they happen to you, to you personally. You know what I mean? It does. It, 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 when you see it hand, firsthand, it kind of changes your, it makes you more angry, you know, because you see the stupidity in the federal government and governments as a whole. And when you're talking about things just as simple as getting a passport or a driver's license or filing your taxes or whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They complicate it to the point where it's almost unbelievable. It's almost impossible to, to uh, uh, adhere to. It really, it really is. And, I, and it's done by little kids, small children, basically. So anyway, that's all I got today. Thanks for listening. And uh, it, is a, uh, it is July 27th, uh, 2023. Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. Uh, let's go, Brandon.